tattled. In what world, Britta, do you see this as covert enough to require tattling? You built a bar in a school. There was lumber involved. Good morning, Greendale. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And here are your morning announcements. And today we're talking about Community Season 6, Episode 1, Ladders. Mike, we're here. We did it. We did it. Season 6. We are in the Yahoo screen era. The long-lived Yahoo screen era that will not end. We, We will not let it. Yahoo screen will always exist. Excellent. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna do a sound clip that was just like, bow, 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 but I don't have that. I literally have. You have this <laughs> on my soundboard. I literally have our intro, our grades, yeah. okay, our outro, the uh, track "My Giant Bunny Friend," which is the uh, outsourcing Mike's bits. Sure. Background. Yeah, the best name for it. The Final Fantasy VI victory fanfare. Um, a track called Night in Venice, which is our Good Morning Greendale Nights uh, oh, sounds. Sure. And then this one sound clip from Community. Really poor choice of words, Ben. Um, that's it. That is all I have on the soundboard. <laughs> it's such a great... It always makes me laugh. It's so perfect. I'm so glad you clipped it. I love it so much. Okay. All right. I'm back. Uh, because you know why I'm back? Uh, a, because we're in the Yahoo screen era, the, the era that will never end. And also, it's time for outsourcing Mike's bits. But you know what, Mike? If yes. it's the if it's the Yahoo Screen era, it's the era we get to say fuck. It's the era which we get to say fuck without it being behind a, a buzz bar. They they don't say it in this episode, but they do say it in this season. But just so be aware, it's gonna come. It's, co- it's coming. It's coming, baby. All right. Uh, but now, in outsourcing Mike's bits, it's time to do the good good shuffle. I have legitimately no idea if that comes across with my new uh, system. Uh, but let's see what is what the cards have for us as opposed to J- chat GPT. Would you rather fart in an elevator full of strangers or belch loudly while giving an important presentation at work? Which, um, which bodily function would you rather do? I would like to point out that uh, as part of our pre-show banter, I was messing around with chat GPT and uh-huh. I told it to give me a would you rather style question for my podcast. And it asked if I would rather live in a world without technology or a world without art. A very serious and difficult question uh-huh. to answer. A where, far and then, more interesting discussion, perhaps. With, with a lot of interesting discussion. And then we 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 signed in and did started the podcast and you pulled yep. a card from this deck and it was like... Would you rather fart in an elevator that's full of people or belch during an important job meeting? Um, and I'm like, oh, cool. Yep. Thanks, thanks, pod decks. Um, Live without art or technology or just fart all over the place. Thanks, th- thanks, pod decks. Surprisingly, ChatGPT, a help here. The important question is. Uh, do do I have to see the people in that elevator on a regular basis? Because Ooh, good point. If, good question. 
if it's me and a bunch of coworkers riding up the elevator to go to our office. Sure. And I, I let her rip in the ele- Well, first of all, my coworkers would probably think that's funny. But in a, in a situation right. where your coworkers don't think that's funny. In a situation um, which your coworkers have a mental age of above seven. Right. Um, Actually, well, I mean, I also think it's funny, but that's a different discussion. <laughs> so um, in in a situation where it is coworkers that like I have to see every day and also it's going to actually be an, an embarrassing thing. I'd I'd rather I think I'd rather burp during the, the uh, uh, presentation because like. I feel like most of us have had those moments where it's just like you are mid sentence and then your body's just like time to burp. Like, yeah, Yeah, it's unavoidable sometimes. Yeah. Maybe you've had a nice lemon LaCroix before your meeting and you're like, Bobo. Exactly. And then we, we, I need a little, I need a little liquid courage and I pull out a lemon LaCroix. Um, the -hmm. most courageous of beverages. And you're like, (laughs) if you look at the revenue, you've got 40. Oh goodness. The LaCroix. Now, if we look at the revenue, there's 40% increase year over year. You know, that kind of thing. You can can brush that off pretty quickly. I think, yeah, I think you can brush that off pretty quickly. Now, if you are in an elevator full of people, like you are not going up to your office, you are downtown uh, meeting someone for a meeting. Sure. Meeting someone for a meeting. Okay, whatever. You are meeting someone downtown in a high rise. And uh, it's not it's not a place you go often. You don't ever go downtown. Um, but today you I'm are not making my way back downtown, uh, faces past, etc. Um, uh-huh. you, you don't see these people. And so like you, you fart in an elevator and then it's just like, okay, whatever. Like you never have to see any of these right. people again. Like, yeah, people will be like, these people will be like, Oh man, my, today was so rough. Uh, sure. Work was difficult, and then some dude just ripped a big one in the elevator. Um, right. And like you know, you're you're a story, and then they end up forgetting about you anyways. Like it's fine. Sure. And I think that's what the card is more suggesting because it does say uh, elevator full of strangers. Oh, the, I missed the strangers part. Strangers, yeah, I, yeah farting yeah, in the It might elevator. have been one something we were discussing that that kind of flew by while you were thinking. Oh man, farting an elevator. Yeah, you know? no, fart, farting an elevator full of strangers because yeah, I think it's pretty easy. Yeah, because there it's it's. I was going to call it a victimless crime. That's not true. <laughs> that's uh, it's a it's an not elevator true. full of victims. <laughs> It is, however, something John that Wick, you you elevator don't, full of victims. You don't ever have to live that down because, like, you leave the elevator yeah. and then it's it's done. Like, and elevator rides are not generally that long, so yeah. like you know, it's not the nicest thing to do. But you're also impacting someone's day very minimally. Yeah, so like, for like an hour. It's they're in the elevator for an well, hour. I mean, they've no, they have the they were in there for a few minutes. And you're like, and then they talk about it with their friends. It's like, could you believe this guy? And then like that conversation kind of meanders and okay, goes on for okay. an hour. I, and then they mm-hmm. kind of are over it mentally and physically and spiritually and emotionally. Okay, but yeah, so strangers. Maybe I'm discussing how I get over being <laughs> farted upon on a in a uh, 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 an elevator. Um, so yeah, uh, fart in an elevator full of strangers. That's fine. Yeah, I, th- um, I think it's pretty easy, easy there because it also uh, there's 
Okay, so I'm going to lawyer this card as well. Okay. Um, it says fart in an elevator full of strangers. It doesn't say anything about sound, smell, anything. It could so be like it, it a, could they could be anyone toot, uh-huh. or it could be a just rip one uh, mm-hmm. that is like the worst smell you've ever smelled, or it could be like oh uh, somebody made a little bit of a stink. Whereas belching loudly while giving an important presentation at work, you're you can't there's no really lawyering there you mm-hmm. can do. Like you're gonna have to burp and it's gonna be have to be loud. Now, does it have to be short or long? I don't know. But the it I, I think either way, there you could probably just let out a little toot and then everybody's fine and you just walk out. Now, mm-hmm. of course, I think I think the spirit of the card is like you rip a chunk. Right. I think that the spirit of the card is um I think the spirit of the card is definitely like, like death a, level. Yeah. Right. But again, um, but again, yeah, this strangers, <laughs> I, I need to put, I need to put Phoenix Wright soundtrack on this soundboard Objection. So that, because, because you lawyer these cards and we need that like, dunk, 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 like, but no, really like, like, let's say, uh, I mean, we're going to, cr- we've constructed a lot of scenarios here, but like mm-hmm. another one, like, you're at a hotel in a place that you generally don't go. You're in the elevator. Again, for like maybe a minute, you rip one as hard as you can. And there are other people mm-hmm. in there and they're like, fucking really, dude. And then uh-huh. it's over. You're you're uh-huh. off. You're going to uh, the, the, the Louvre to go see the Mona Lisa. Welcome yes, to the most yeah. highbrow of community podcasts where we talk about farting in an elevator. It, it, um, in Paris. Mike, we should probably <laughs> yes. get into the episode uh, very, rather very than talking about farting. farting in an elevator. Very little farting um, in an elevator in this episode, unfortunately. We are, of course, talking about season six, episode one, Ladders. The, the first entry in the Yahoo screen era of community really poor choice of words ben <laughs> it's it's the only it's the it's, only sound i it's have it's the gift that um, keeps on giving um i do want to point out as almost immediately after the show opens into the yahoo screen era it's like we're now number four in colorado's alphabetically named community colleges uh-huh number five but still oh, um, I, but I yeah, didn't write they, down the specific number but i was just like immediate ref- reference to colorado oh yeah they're they're name dropping colorado all of a sudden i mean which you're like great. they're um, like we gotta get this colorado reference in here we gotta remind everyone it's in colorado just in case they see any of the palm trees in the background <laughs> so um but yes uh it is uh ranked fifth alphabetically in the listing of colorado community colleges mm-hmm. um Moving on up in the world. Which is uh, pretty great. Jeff also is parking as if he has an electric car. Mm -hmm. So he parks his ICE uh, into an electric car charging park, which is very funny, except for not really at all. Yeah, we do get we do get a little bit of a an Abed written intro for the Dean to read where Jeff is still teaching there. Uh, Britta is apparently homeless. She is sleeping in a tent. On Greendale. Yep. But also kind of, tur- kind of turns it into a protest, kind of. Uh, you know, go with what you got. Um, That's true. And uh, Annie um, saved Greendale. Um, she, she did some number of uh, some number of things. And then she's like, wait a minute. And it turns out that the roof 
has too many frisbees on it because I forgot to defrisbee it. Mm-hmm. And then the, the the roof collapses in with because frisbees. A, an additional frisbee gets up there. It, uh, it's it's very funny to have rooftop frisbees being a, cr- a critical emergency. It's even funnier for that to literally be true. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then Leonard, uh, first off, there I believe there's like it either like really incredible uh, practical effects or some CGI in the first episode of Community to like have garrett like fly in off of some uh like a big deluge of frisbees uh but leonard catches one that he had back when he was a young buck at greendale computery college uh and and i do like i saw the sign i I do like i do like that they brought the computery college back it's it's great it's a very good immediate callback to the previous season. They uh, didn't have to do it, but they did. And they I did. appreciate it. And they even it. had in the background the construction of Borchert Hall, which is also very funny. Um, But yeah, like, I, it's just like, oh, we just have this weird, like, two, minute and a half of Leonard backstory for, uh, because he got, got a, uh, a Frisbee that had his name on it. It's very funny to me. Um, I just asked chat GPT how many Frisbees uh, it would take to be on a roof for the roof to cave in. Oh um, man, I cannot wait to see what Chat GPT came up with. And it it gave me the most politician fucking answer where it's like, <laughs> as an AI language model, I cannot provide a specific number for this question as it depends on the various factors such as the weight of the frisbees, the strength of the roof, and the distribution of weight on the roof. However, it is important to note that the, placing any significant amount of weight on a roof can cause damage or even collapse and is not recommended to conduct such experiments. So not only is it like, I can't tell you, it's also like, and don't try it. Come Thanks, on. Thanks, chat, chat GPT. You're, you're useless. So, um, yeah, right off the bat, we get a, we get sort of a recap. We get a roof collapse. Um, you gotta start a season off of television with a roof collapse. And we also find out um, pretty immediately that Shirley is not here this season. Um, Shirley's not in this season because I believe, uh, Yvette Nicole Brown had like family stuff that she was taking care of that season. And I think they wrote Um, it in as, as Shirley also having family stuff to deal with this season. And we do see her in the, uh, the tag, which is nice. Uh, she is, uh, apparently a personal chef for a Southern, uh, eccentric, uh, detective. And legitimately my first thought is like. No, wait, but is it Benoit Blanc? It's Benoit Blanc, isn't it? It should have been. That would have been that's uh, that's a TV uh, show I would watch. And legitimately, if if uh Yvette N- Nicole Brown shows up in uh you know a, a knives out tale uh as Benoit Blanc's personal chef, I'll be like, You mad lads, you did it. You did it, you that mad would lads. Be- that would be so good. That'd it would be, be so like, good. why are you continuing a joke from the television show community that was on Yahoo Screen? <laughs> um, but yeah, I did. I did double check. She left uh, to uh, she, liter- both the character and Shirley, uh, uh, the character and uh, Yvette Nicole Brown left to take care of uh, her father. So. Mm. Um, so she is not in this season, um, but for, you know, very important, uh, reasons, um, she does get that little bit in the tag, which is great. It is a great little, like, it's a great way to leave Shirley, especially because Britta, because Abed keeps saying, oh, did she get a spinoff? Did she spin off? Right. 
And Britta's like, there is no such thing as a spinoff. She just went to go take care of her father in Atlanta and got a part-time job as a chef uh, for an eccentric but brilliant private detective, <laughs> which is amazing. And then we get the payoff. You know, you know what they say about a spinoff uh, pilot, uh, uh, spinoff idea in the first act. You got to do it in the tag. You got to um, do it in the tag. It was it was great. So you know it it is. It is a shame that uh, Shirley's not in this season, but what a way to go out, man. What also, a way. I do have some questions about the tag, but I'm pretty sure we'll get there. Um, I mean, we don't have we don't have a specific flow to this anymore, my dude. Let's okay, we can start with great. the tag. We'll start with the tag. Uh, so the the eccentric uh, Atlantan doctor, not Atlantean. Mm-hmm. That's a different thing. A different thing. Different thing. Um, he has, he, like the whole discussion is he kind of like was looking for his noose to kill himself, Uh which is great. Not great, but you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. the sarcastic great. Um, and they have a discussion and they were like, somebody's sure going to murder some tater tots tonight. And then like the, the laugh line and whatever it, they walk out and it cuts to the noose on the ground, which twitches. (laughs) I have what, what the fuck? Like what is, it is that? <laughs> it is it is a little bit weird that like the noose is that a reference twitches. to something that uh-huh. I don't know? <laughs> I assume that the noose is haunted, but I don't I don't know. I mean that's I don't I mean that's a not, fair read. I would say that's it's a fair not read. Really explained. Um, I would say it's however, a fair read. I'll just say that. <laughs> the other thing that I would like to mention is that I too would like to murder some tater tots because that sounds oh, yeah. great. When in doubt. Tater tots. tater tots the the karaoke bar that i used to go to all the time they didn't really have much of a food menu but you could just get like a basket of tater tots and i can't tell you the number of times just totally <sighs> drunk off my ass singing i'd do anything for love by meatloaf and then shoving a bunch of tater tots in my face with a little like spicy sauce on the side that's that's life man that's the way to live i i don't know why uh but when And and if you want more thoughts about Futurama, listen to Back to the Futurama, where me and Ben talk about Futurama. But when you discussed that, my first thought was, oh, Bender as a human. Oh, yeah. No, that's how Bender would live. He would he would do (laughs) karaoke while eating tater tots and getting drunk. off. Like just like I did not have any cigars, though. So Uh I didn't do the full Bender. Never go full Bender. Never go full Bender. So. Uh, yeah, so Shirley is gone uh, this season. There is also, and it it always catches me just a little bit off guard, and I don't hate it. Okay, but the the lighting of the show kind of changes, a like visually. Bit, yeah. yeah, yeah. Visually, the show looks a little bit different in ways that I can't quite articulate it's a little bit i think it's lit a little bit more brightly and it's think it's a lit a little bit more warm yeah um, i could see that and it it gives it a sort of different feel that like the first time i watched it i was like i don't know this feels so wrong and this feels it feels almost cheesy a little yeah. like soap opera like that sort of fake look yeah, because and I, I community do, seasons one through five are kind of almost harshly lit and lit, and everything mm-hmm. is so bright and so colorful. Where this is a little bit subdued in that way, because it's warmer. I don't even know. I don't even. Know, I wouldn't say it's subdued. I would say it's a little bit. Um, 
maybe a little bit more pastel almost. Okay. Um, but but yeah, I don't I don't know. There's just something about it that like, and I on this rewatch I didn't hate, but it is noticeable. Mm. But yeah, I'll that have, first I'll have to go double check and kind of give myself a sense of it again. Yeah, that first time I I loaded up season six episode one, I was like, what is this? What what is what are they doing? And <laughs> what this have time they I'm done like, with my boy. Uh-huh. If I could do a Godfather Im- impression, I would do it, but I I would just <laughs> insult uh everyone, really. Yeah, yeah unfortunately you would. <laughs> I would insult filmmakers, film yeah. watchers, Italian Americans, um Italians, um mm-hmm. people who have ever met an Italian person in their life. Yep. Um mm-hmm. people who uh, have had their boys massacred. So anyways, um really poor choice of words, Ben. <laughs> that, that last segment is small, but important here. Very, uh-huh. very important here. There's some there's some lighting changes for sure. Um I don't hate it, but it is it is a little jarring. Um and I did I did hate it the first time and it right. I, I it it grew on me. Um, I, I think it's it's it, you've got a better sense for color and and you know lighting things uh, as a as an artist uh, and I did from, go to school for art. That's so, why I say call and now you an I'm artist. in tech support. So all right, uh, but <laughs> what what I'm saying I, I, is that a, like it's a great degree that gets you far in life. Uh, is what I'm trying to say. Quite put a finger. You couldn't quite put a finger on it at first. Is like okay. There's a reason why I can't put a finger on it because it does. There is mm-hmm. a different feel to it. I I do agree mm-hmm. with you, but I could I couldn't like describe it intellectually if I had to. So I'm I'm glad that you gave some discussion on it. Uh, we get introduced to uh what who the dean calls New Shirley before saying that's not actually the case. Uh, it's Frankie Dart, uh, our first Wyatt- new character. Of wild season six wild introduction just incredible mm-hmm. um yeah uh it's Paget brewster uh we love Paget brewster around here or at least i do i can't uh-huh. speak for you my friend uh she she's already existed in this universe she's she's already existed as a different character in this universe which is great uh because she played the immediately the it. director uh they they do later uh I which look is forward great to that because i don't remember how um, they do it but yeah i always I I forget how much I really enjoy her and this character because like she brings the, something that I think was actually kind of lacking in the first 5 seasons. Okay. Which is a character who is like a little bit no nonsense and a little bit uh and a lot of bit sort of like down to earth. Sure. Um, because even like, you know, all the other characters get up to a lot of bullshit. Um, right. And that's kind of the point of the show. But I think <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I think having someone there who's just like someone there who's like Frankie Dart, like yeah. there, there's a it, it brings this like energy of just like maybe it's kind of throwing a lampshade on the whole show where it's just like. Hey, everyone at home, you're watching some weird shit. Right. Enjoy. I'm just, I, I'm I'm even trying to think of who you could describe as down to earth in the show. And you could maybe argue for some of the early Hickey episodes uh, 
as uh-huh. down to earth, but he kind of and like, then and like, then well, later I'm he's writing cr- a fucking lawn, yeah. uh, writing mower down the halls, playing uh, the floor is lava. Yeah, that is so. that's kind of where I was like, well, <laughs> like that that does disappear pretty quickly. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like I I think you're right. Like there is a charm to seeing a an actually down to earth person in this environment of chaos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And but seeing also, how the the chaotic actors uh, respond to that of like mm-hmm. she's taking away everything that makes Greendale Greendale. Let's drink in a speakeasy, which is great. Uh, but which also the legitimately, fact, legitimately, I would love to drink in a speakeasy, but that's a different discussion entirely. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But the the other the other thing that I actually really enjoy about her character is that while she does have that, you know, she's she's very much the the grounded character for this season um she also i mean she she calls everyone else out on their bullshit when it gets in the way of getting stuff done but otherwise she's like yeah be weird and whatever like yeah have your have your freaking speakeasy because it gets you out of the way and i can actually get shit done um it's fine uh this was never the speakeasy was never covert because like you built it in in the back of a school. There was lumber involved. Um, there was lumber involved. Is such a very very funny line to be in a sitcom. Um. So yeah, I just I really I really enjoy her, and it brings a in a way that because like season four you lose Pierce, and season yeah. five you lose Troy. And they've kind of tried to backfill that with like, you know, you had Hickey in season five. Right. Um, you know, you really try to to re-emphasize Chang's place in season four. Um and so you get these um you get these episodes that like or, or these characters that are kind of trying to fill these these spots by some of the actors leaving the show. Right. And, like, I've got nothing against Hickey, um, you know, but, like, him as a character does not, does not land out the gate as well as sure. Frankie does. Because uh, she just shows up. And the whole time I was watching the episode, I'm like, damn, she's great. Yeah. And I think there's a freshness to it too, where yeah, he isn't yeah, really exactly. super fresh. Uh, like right, kind, that that kind of leads to more of the same kind of thing. Whereas Frankie is like almost by design a agent of change from the chaotic, weird, passionate, gross Greendale, which also felt very personal for her to call it out as. But okay, um, and she calls it the good Belushi. <laughs> Yeah, that's very funny. That was that was that was remarkably funny to be delivered as it was. Um, right, but yeah, like, that's it's, the other thing. Like she's still delivering these jokes because yeah. it's, it's a callback to how often they they uh, just dunk on uh, which Belushi do they always junk, uh, dunk on? I believe it's Jim Belushi. That's Jim Belushi, the, the other Belushi. I could be wrong. Um, yeah, they they always they always dunk. So like the fact that she's still do like landing these jokes, but in this like matter of fact, like uh, you know, Greendale is uh, weird and passionate and gross, and we love that. It's the good Belushi. Um, so I just want to let you in on this. 
<laughs> um, I typed in the good Belushi on Google. Okay. The first two, uh, like I got, so you read it and GameSpot, GameFAQs on GameSpot both have, what's with Jim Belushi? Our community. What does Dan Harmon have against Jim Belushi? Can somebody explain to me the Jim Belushi line? Why does Jim Belushi take <laughs> such a beating in the show? Harmon isn't a Belushi fan. So what's Dan Harmon's beef with Jim Belushi? It's like incredible uh-huh. that the good Belushi gives me so much. And uh-huh. also Belushi no longer is a word to me. It just sounds. Oh yeah, no, it's it's lost all meaning. Um, I do also like, cause you mentioned that, uh, she brings change and, uh, I do like the joke where, uh, Annie says, I was waiting until we were all together. Abed's not comfortable with C-H-A-N-G-E. Hey, screw you. I can spell. Screw you. Screw you as he turns to Abed cause he thinks <laughs> Abed doesn't like Chang, which is great. It's a good joke. It's so good. It's so good. Um, <sighs> So, uh, so yeah, Frankie is there. She's getting shit done. Um, she, uh, shows up with a, uh, binder that has no decorations on it. I as mean, Annie come points on. Out. Can you really even call it a binder if it doesn't? The, I believe okay. she calls it nondescript. I'm fine with like some, some binder decoration, but did you see Annie's binder in this episode? It looked like a, um, if you had skinned a Muppet. Uh-huh, exactly. It looks like it looks like Gritty had sex with a binder and then that binder gave birth to another binder, but right. it it looked like Annie's binder. Yep. It, it, yep. This, <laughs> welcome I to really the screen to, era. I really wanted that to land better. Um, uh yeah, I can imagine and, you did. Uh, <laughs> then I just I was like, yeah, Gritty had sex with a binder. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, cool. This is It's very funny to not only like wish the joke had gone better, but start delivering the joke again just like, how could I have gotten that better? Mhm. I've done it quite a bit. That's that's why so when I was when I was young and I was like a a weirdo, uh when and, I was you know, young I'd, and was thinking about Gritty having sex with binders. I mean, who doesn't? Um, but when I, I mean, was, a, I when, didn't because Gritty didn't exist yet. Gr- Gritty wasn't even a figment of my imagination. Gritty exists in all times. Oh, he damn. has always existed and always will exist, Mike. You just didn't know about him. Um, you just wrinkled so my brain. When I was a young lad and I was a weirdo and made a lot of people laugh, I got I got uh, constantly told like, "Oh man, you should do like stand up comedy." My response to that was always no. <laughs> because oh, the thing I, I is, didn't realize there was a secondary thing. I thought it was just no, which is very funny response. Well, that's what I would tell them. I'd tell them no and then move on with my day. What I'm oh, telling okay. you here today oh, now okay. is that the thing about stand-up comedy is like people who do stand-up comedy they 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 write their jokes and they they tell their jokes and then a lot of those jokes bomb and then they they revise the jokes and it's like right. it's a whole process. It's a process. I don't want to go through that. Pro- yeah. That sounds no. like a a nightmare process. It's a like, lot of time that I could be using watching Community or eating burnt sandwiches. And if I was doing stand up and yeah. I was like, I'm gonna do a whole bit about Annie's 
fuzzy binder. Right. That, and, that's and, immediately not even a good joke. No, it, immediately. It's, it's, first of all, very narrow casting to people Incredible. who have watched season six, episode one of Community. <laughs> right. And, and are going to this open mic night where I'm just like... Uh-huh. Y'all, y'all see that uh, season six, episode one of the TV show Community on Yahoo screen? And then one and then person just, goes, eh? Silence. And then I'm like, well, yeah, the, that binder that Annie has in, in like the first act, it's so fuzzy. How fuzzy is it, you asshole? That's it's how I'm so assuming fuzzy. people would it, echo you. I would assume it was just silence. Um, but then uh, I'm like, it's uh, it's so fuzzy that it looks like Gritty had sex with a binder. And then that binder that was born had, was Annie's binder. And then it's just like silence. And then I'm like. Legitimate crickets. Crickets have gotten into the, the, the open mic. Like Gritty had sex with a binder. And then and I just tell the joke again. Yeah, that's that's why that's what I would do. And then people that's my would be natural like, reaction. You suck. Get this guy off the and that's, stage. That's why I am not a stand up comedian, mm-hmm. because I would just be like, well, my one joke about gritty fucking a binder <laughs> didn't land. Well, jokes so, on jokes on stand up comedy. We have a podcast. So Annie, Annie's binder looks like if if gritty. Uh-huh. Um, if grit, you all, you are, you all aren't laughing. Do you understand? Do you all understand what gritty is? I'm not talking about like sandpaper here. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> and then he has sex. You all know what sex is? You all, anyone here ever had sex? Raise, raise your hands. Raise your hands if you had sex. Um, okay. You've gone from painfully unfunny to unfunnily funny. <laughs> Like if you're just like explaining every last piece of a joke, it's uh-huh. it's somehow then, it's it's a very a bunch specific of people, thing. Uh-huh. It's a very specific a- thing of like anti-comedy coming back around uh-huh. the comedy that some people are gonna like and some people are gonna think is just the worst. And then uh a bunch of people raise their hands. I'm like, oh yeah, we got a bunch of sex havers in this audience tonight. You all know what sex is, right? And then I I do like a little sex motion with my my finger and uh-huh. my my uh, other hand like yeah yeah you, like you're, sex, you're you're putting the finger into a, a a a circular opening and then and then um everyone boos at me and I'm just like uh now imagine if gritty was dude y'all y'all ever think about gritty having sex I, I, and then one of those big canes <laughs> yeah, yeah, comes out from the, the side the hook. and 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 hooks me off and uh and then i'm just like no one understands com- comedy you can't I'm, tell jokes I'm, anymore i'm just i've been canceled you can't tell I'm, jokes anymore i'm amazed that you you wouldn't hear people saying like booing you and being like are you saying boo earns like there, th- I feel like that's that's a thing you would do. Uh, I would probably off. do that. Frankie <laughs> gets stuff done with her nondescript binder. Just it's it's no nonsense. She gets everything done. Annie mm-hmm. shows up and she's like, "Well, I've got a list." And Frankie's just like, "Nope, did that, did that." Mm-hmm. Um, she also tells Britta that uh, your job seems to consume happiness and lead to uh, burnt bread and debt. Which you know what? There are jobs that consume happiness and lead to worse results than burnt bread and debt so that's doing pretty well i think it's true i if if i was burning bread eight hours a day i'd 
probably be okay. Probably be better than my job because I work yeah. in tech support. Yeah. <laughs> Where souls go to die. Um, um, also love uh, the Dean's gag for this episode is to like continually do some weird thing with a phone to not mm-hmm. talk to Jeff. It's very mm-hmm. funny. At one point, he just takes someone else's phone as they're talking on it and starts a conversation with that person. The funniest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Um, so, yeah, because Britta is working Shirley sandwiches while Shirley is right. in Atlanta. She's bad at it because she's Britta-ing the sandwiches, so they're all burnt. I mean, I um, imagine that Britta knows how to make food. Like, she has to eat. She has to be able to make food, right? Um, I and would, sandwiches I mean, are I not ass- super difficult. <laughs> I would assume so. It's very consistently burnt in the same way, and I'm hoping that mm-hmm. Britta has some kind of level of, you know, when I do this, 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 these set of steps, something goes wrong. Should I inspect this at all? <laughs> Should I just figure out that? Because instead, she seems to like turn into it and be like, "Here's a weird joke about burnt bread." It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. I want to. <laughs> I, I want to do an open mic night with me and Britta, and Britta can be no, like, "No, I'm sorry, I, I I'll, can't I'll allow give, that to happen." I'll give my routine about. Uh, gritty having sex with office equipment love, and then love, she'll get up there and she's like being called a routine you know you Just know what i hate is is when you're you're i think we've all had this when you're covering uh for your friend's sandwich shop at the community college and you keep burning the bread and you know what i mean that's like uh you're you know you know what they say you're better off bread and then, uh, wow, your video literally froze <laughs> the moment I told that joke. <laughs> <laughs> See, without technology, we can't make this art. Um, yeah, I, I, I was trying to come up with like the literal worst you joke I could job. come up with. You did a good job. <laughs> and then I delivered it. And then your screen, your video feed literally froze. <laughs> And I was like, just like, did Mike leave the call? <laughs> did did I did I tell a joke so bad that Mike was just like, I'm out. <laughs> to be fair, you didn't tell the joke. The version of Britta that told the joke, you told it. It told through you. Frankie's going throughout, you know, kind of making, kind of being. Well, not a jerk, but like breaking boundaries with uh, Britta, Annie, and Jeff. But sits down with Abed at lunch and they kind of hit it off a little bit, even though Abed is a little disappointed that he has to reshoot his his movie on the time mosaurs, mm-hmm. which sounds pretty awesome. Sounds pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, d- I do think that's I think that's an interesting um, sort of move for Frankie because she immediately calls everyone else out on their crap. But. Uh, she sits down with Abed and has like an actual honest right. conversation with him. And, um, and this is, um, not the last time that they have like, uh, kind of one-on-one conversations. And, um, it is, it's interesting to, to watch that because like, Previously, the only one who could really get through to Abed was Troy. Right. 
but he had to go about it in like a we're playing Inspector Space Time way. And Frankie's just like, here's how it is. I don't want to I don't want to bullshit you. Um, I, you know, we're I, I'm just, you know, calling it like I see it. And when Abed goes on about how like, oh, you're just you're a new character. And what I used to call our show and, you know, he's really doing this, like breaking down the fourth wall thing. Right. And she's just like, well, uh, you know, uh, let's assume that I, I am a character on your show. Um, but you know, TV shows change and that makes them better. I think I don't actually own a TV, but like she, she doesn't tell him like, no, that's asinine. Like a lot of the other rest of the study group has done. Right. It's just like, Abed, we're not in a TV show. Right. Where, where she kind of like almost gives him validation for the frame he sets on the world. This is the first I've heard that I'm a character on a show. I'm excited to be one, but I agree I'll be a boring one. Quirks are not my strong suit. Results are. I love quirky people. I come from a big family of people who are literally insane. I moved out here to take care of one of them. But I myself am exceptionally boring, and I am quite proud to be that way because it allows me to help the less boring people turn quirks into results. That's the most interesting take on not being interesting that I've ever heard. As far as what I represent about your show, I wouldn't give me or anyone else that kind of power. Good shows change, I assume. Personally, I don't own a TV. You're the first person to say that, that I didn't immediately delete from my brain. Right, because she's she's willing to meet him halfway in, an, in a very immediate way, yeah. which um, a lot of the other characters, even, you know, six seasons in, occasionally struggle to do. Sure. Where, you know... Um, Britta's repeatedly like Abed surely didn't spin off. You you don't spin off in real right. life. There's no well, spin off. Well, we know better as the viewers, but yes, that's true. Uh-huh. Like actively telling Abed this is a kind of like just shitting on the idea. <laughs> right. Whereas Frankie is just like, okay, well, um let's let's assume for a moment that what you're saying is is accurate. Here's how I um, here's how I can relate that to what's actually right. going on. And I think it's really neat to like have a character who, who just shows up and just meets him halfway, just like immediately. Yeah, I, I um, think it's pretty well done. I also want to point out that mm-hmm. Abed hears the, I don't own a TV line. And it's like, you're the first person who I haven't deleted out of my mind immediately. When you say that, mm-hmm. which makes sense now, as much as, as much as Frankie and Abed, kind of start hitting it off uh the rest of the group hates her because she has um uh canceled ladders um the class ladders is no more Uh, you can't kill ladders banning you can't kill ladders she's supposedly quote-unquote banning substances because she takes the liquor out of the uh teacher's lounge Mm -hmm. um she wants to shut down shirley's sandwiches because it's losing money and uh, according to Britta, she called Annie a bitch, which really she just kind of implied that Annie's right. a bitch, supposedly. Um, I do, I, I do want to back up a little bit. the The way that yes. uh, Frank, uh, the way that Abed gets out of the, or kind of leaves the conversation with Frankie is, uh, he gets a text from from uh, Annie ta- ta- talking about how much she doesn't like it. Um, I mm-hmm. do kind of love uh, in like as we continue to like acknowledge the future of 
like technology in film because it's it's really tough to like like I'm going to read a text message now blah 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 but you know is is mm, really mm. difficult um but I think it's really fascinating to watch how filmmakers have had to kind of like deal with this textual form of communication and I think this is pretty good where it basically shows the floating head of Annie saying what's in the text message uh my favorite mm-hmm. is what uh I, and what I think is best kind of was best accomplished by was the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock, which as you're typing will show what you're, t- what you, what Sherlock is typing on screen and things like that. Um, but I think it's, it's interesting to see kind of, you know, cause this was what, 2015. Uh, this was 2015. Um, and seeing how they're kind of like dealing with it. Cause you've also got earlier in the, in with, with the Bla- Blackberry that Jeff always texted on, you never really saw that. And if you did, you saw like zoom in on it. I think that's a really interesting thing that, that filmmaking has mm-hmm. had to kind of f- figure out and you can kind of see how it's ramped up through community. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is an interesting thing because like, and I think we've talked about this before, but uh, someone someone once told me that if uh, a TV show or movie or anything ever tries to tell story through like people texting, they're doing a bad job. And I'm like, well, that's not really fair because like think of how often we text in our day to day lives, yeah. right? And um, it's a major form of communication nowadays. Exactly. And so, you know, you, you have to have some sort of way um, to to do it. Uh, I do think that, you know, you've got, you know, it, it, I, I'm sure there were people back uh, when we're making plays like you can't put a phone on stage. You know, that's ridiculous. Right. Um, and I think that's just uh, technology moving on and art having to be like, how best do we display this? And of course, it's easier as a phone because you you know, you have a split screen or you have two people on stage like that can't see each other, but are talking on the phone uh, where this is, was a little bit difficult, uh, d- different because it is a purely textual world. Um, but I mean, we used to do this with like telegrams and, you know, uh, letters all the time too. So it's, it's just an, it, a different right. way of displaying information on screen or on stage and how you do that isn't, is kind of interesting to me. Um, and I know I've mentioned it before, but my favorite way uh, I've seen text messages handled uh, has been uh, you're the worst. Um, I also just made this sign. <laughs> uh, it, it, he is showing me uh, uh, what an iPad that says <laughs> it has been zero days since Ben mentioned you're the worst. Uh, very good bit. Very enjoyable. Uh, did take a while. A, to it get was there. a very good bit. It took I I. Uh, had you uh, vamp for a little bit about technology, um, new technology in uh, media, just so I could pull out my iPad, charge my Apple Pencil up to 2% in order to get it to function, so I could write a note on it that said, it has been zero days since Ben mentioned you're the uh-huh. worst. Um, you, you know, it, don't, don't you love, uh, you know, just showing, like pulling back the curtain a little bit and understanding how, how the joke sausage gets made here on Good Morning Greenville? It's, it's great. Then I spent that much time on a joke just for you, yeah. the only person who can who can see the video. 
And I will say um, though, it, there was some nice detail work because most of the text was uh, was black on a white background, but then the number zero of zero days was red on a white background. What look, the amount I, of work? I go all in. Oh yes, I go all in on every joke, um, except for the green and joke. Uh, <laughs> accepting the green. If joke. I I delivered that joke three times on stage until a giant hook pulled me off of the stage. That's going all in on the gritty joke. Oh, I see. It's more about quantity than quality on the gritty joke. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, because there's zero quality in that joke. So you, it's it's uh, it's like going to Costco and spending $2 on a giant uh, tub of uh, cheese puffs. Those cheese puffs are not going to be good, uh-huh. but you spent $2 on it, and it is going to last you for like six right. months. It is similar to the... Uh what the uh, little Caesars? It's hot and it's ready. Is it good? It's hot and it's ready. Have we talked about Little Caesars? Absolutely. I'm on pretty this, uh, sure I've made before? that same reference before to that one because, one tweet. Because I uh, I kind of love Little Caesars. It's not good. No, but, but like, it's hot and it's ready. <laughs> the the number of times like because there's not there's not one near me. I don't think there's one near me. The number of times uh, my entire evening could be resolved just by like, oh, hey, there's like a Little Caesars, like two minutes drive down the road. We can get like a five dollar pizza and call it call it a night like that's brilliant. Because now all my I'm all my local delivery places don't actually deliver anymore. You have to go through Grubhub. So you're already paying more through Grubhub. Then you pay the delivery fee. Then you pay a tip. Then you pay a like convenience fee. By the time, by the time you're done, you'd spent $50 on a pizza. And you just wanted some single pizza. I just wanted some za. Now, if there was a little, if there was a little Caesars just down the road and I could just like hop in a car and just like two minutes there, two minutes back. That's five 55. You're done. that's yeah, you're done. So I I kind of love Little Caesars because like, it's not good pizza, but it's it's pizza that's there. The pizza that's there is and better than the pizza that's not. If you can't eat the pizza you love, love the pizza you're with. It's a very famous song. Famous song, yes, absolutely. Sometimes I do wish we did a podcast about food because every time we mention food, I'm like, I would rather just talking talk about. Little Caesars for the next 20 minutes. I mean, we could um, just do Doughboys Jr. <laughs> That's exactly what the internet wants. Um, because one Doughboys wasn't enough. So let's get two people worse at podcasting <laughs> to do a worse podcast about food. Right. Well, whatever we do Sounds next, great. we could have a um, food corner. Abed thinks that uh, for the first time, he's the one reacting the right amount. Everyone else is overreacting because they all hate Frankie. Right. And he's like, I think she's she's OK. I think we'd give her a chance. And um, meanwhile, uh, they uh, they decide to start a secret club for people who hate Frankie. And then that somehow evolves into an underground speakeasy behind the school. Yeah, it's it's very um, little explained, but I think that's the right amount of expl- explanation for this. Just kind of ex- just have a speakeasy. I'm in. Look, I'm all about that speakeasy aesthetic. Like, I would love to go to a speakeasy. That sounds great. Who doesn't? Uh, in... 
you know, in the reality, and I live in a world where it's not going to get raided, and like that sounds I mean, awful. I'm um, jumping ahead of myself, but this one does. The one on Greendale does. Uh-huh. Buy four cops and a uh, a, a a carrot. Exactly. So, um, uh, yeah, Abed does find this speakeasy mm-hmm. um, thanks to Todd, who works at Shirley Sandwiches now. Just I think you want the special incredible work by Todd to kind of like lead Abed by the nose <laughs> to where he needs mm-hmm. to be. So Abed finds the speakeasy and he gets he's like, no, you're he's he's trying to be the voice of reason for once. But they they reel him in with an old timey jacket and a fedora. I mean, you know, and then uh, and then we get the first of many montages. Um, I believe there was a montage, a couple of montages before this where Abed is like sweeping up and cleaning Professor Duncan's Oh, right. I I skipped over the sweeping montage. The sweeping Mm -hmm. montage, which leads to Frankie being like, hey, you're not doing the things on the list. And he's like, they're not good for a montage. It's just emailing people, mostly Diane. Um, And then there's a montage of him emailing Diane multiple times in different clothes, to which Frankie (laughs) says, if you change clothes again, you're fired. Um, and apparently, see, Diane sounds like a monster. She can't commit to a font. That's a true crime. Um, but again, Frankie gives him like four clothes changes to do this montage. So, you know, again, <laughs> she's kind of meeting him halfway. A lot of uh-huh. leeway here. Uh-huh. Uh, but you're right. Those montages do come first. Um, so we, we get... We get a, a speakeasy montage. Nathan Fillion comes back as the uh, the, the custodial staff. Who is kind um, of blackmailing Jeff? Kind of? He's blackmailing Jeff. And um <laughs> it's true. We we get a speakeasy montage and then um uh he's like, Okay, well just one drink. And then cut to a montage of drinks, and then we get a montage of drinks. Uh-huh. Um the next day, Abed is still in this old timey jacket. Uh, he's wrecked uh, because yeah, like the montage of drinks. He did a drinking montage, montage of drinks. That's gonna wreck anyone. Oh, yeah. And then uh, the the speakeasy does get raided, um, and that's when we hit the line like because Britta's like who tattled, and Frankie's like in what world do you see this as covert enough to require tattling? <laughs> you built a bar in a school. There was lumber involved. <laughs> Um, I still love that line. It's so funny. It is. It is very good. Um, and then uh, Frankie, because uh, when Abed says that emailing Diane is awful, she can't commit to a font. It's pathological. Frankie does do the condescending talk, uh, talking down to Abed. Um, I forget what they call it because they ask they ask Abed if if she was being nice in the in the secretly condescending way or however, mm. and so she she's condescending to him now and everyone's like ooh like you know because you've crossed an Abed line, right. and she kind of freaks out um in a in a way that like. I don't know. The freak out's a little bit weird. It's 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 that feels like one of the the few like really contrived moments yeah. of this episode. I mean, from a character standpoint, it's clear that she's like, I'm going to hit them the way that they will understand this by basically mm-hmm. calling them all a fart from the butt of a lesser god, um, which is a bit 
bit wild. It is a good insult, though. It's fair. Um, I, I would, uh, I would, I would call someone that if I could ever remember it. Right. Um, when I'm not too busy talking about Gritty's sexual you, habits. But here's with the thing: supplies. always thinking about Gritty's sexual escapades with binders. Exactly, because once it's in your brain, you can't stop thinking about it. Uh, uh, listeners, um, you're welcome. Also, mm-hmm. I know what the picture for Facebook is going to be on this one, and I'm not ready for it. <laughs> uh, also, I was like, you know what? Uh, it would be great if we could get Gritty as a guest on this podcast. And I'm like, in, he doesn't speak. We could just be like, way? oh, yeah, he's in what? <laughs> he's way? here. He's here in the studio until the Philadelphia Flyers right. uh, do sue us. Oh, yes, uh, they for, very for much would. A, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. But those four moments would just be impeccable. Now, I will say it's probably worth it to be sued by the the Flyers just so you can show up in court and then Gritty shows up in a suit followed by his lawyers and then he sit he just sits down in the courtroom because he's he's representing the uh um prosecutor he's he's the, the prosecution uh and so he's he's there sure. um yeah. in a suit okay. and then you're just like Oh man, Gritty! I'm sorry. I said you you had sex with office supplies so many times on that one episode. <laughs> okay, I have and in my and in my stand up comi- yeah. uh, my stand up act. Uh, uh-huh. I do have quite a few questions about how you think court works. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what? I don't think that's a useful path of questions to go down right now. Uh, let's just we, when we do get sued by the Philadelphia Flyers and Gritty specifically, we'll we'll co- we'll, uh-huh. we'll we'll cross those bridges then. Um. Anyways, uh, Frankie overreacts. She leaves, and then we cut to an everyone on campus getting drunk, uh, getting as drunk as they want. Montage. It is a rager of epic proportions because people are going into the ladders class drinking including the professor who mm-hmm. shotguns a beer before climbing a ladder which ends about as you would expect uh-huh and it's all set to the classic sound of legitimately i was like I, wait is it time for grades i didn't i, I didn't know i was yeah, in the podcast i, I will yet. say the 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 odd side effect of using that as our grades intro meant that I was kind of expecting you to come in and be like, I think this one's pretty good. Uh, but it just kept going. And I'm like, all oh, right. No, we we pulled that song from this show. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. Uh, in Jeff's office, we find out Frankie didn't come back. And also they lost their insurance. And the dean's fine with it as soon as he's told. Just add up how much the insurance costs plus how much Frankie's salary costs, and that's your new dance budget. So he's fine. Right. Now, the ladders professor. From a governance oh, go perspective, ahead. that's a poor decision, but that's a different discussion. He's he's not the best dean. You may have noticed over the last five seasons. No. Um, the dean, not a good dean. Right. So uh, that is when the ladders professor comes in, shotguns a beer, and then immediately climbs the highest ladder in the ladders class. Um, falls over, crushes Annie, who gets wheeled out on a stretcher, and she's just like, "It was worth it." <laughs> um, that's how you know the ladders class truly yeah. rips because because Annie injured. Edison being wheeled out on a stretcher is just like. 
that class with a drunken ladders professor falling over on top of me. That was so worth it. What a great class. <laughs> it's it's all very funny to me. Um, meanwhile, uh, Frankie seems to be interviewing with someone in a bedroom? Question mark. There's like a, I don't know. A, a, a big closet in the room. I got very confused by that. I just, I didn't notice it. I just assumed it was an office, but maybe it was just like, oh, we don't have a set for today. Just go to someone's bedroom. We are talking about Yahoo screen here. <laughs> they spent their entire budget on a roof collapsing scene oh, yeah. with Frisbees t- and, and de-aging Leonard. Um, <laughs> they did. They de-aged Leonard. Oh, what, a, what, what wild choices. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she's interviewing and... So what she says of like, cause she says the same line she says earlier about like, you need somebody in the room to, to make a decision. And I made the decision and it's my decision to make. And then the dude's like, that's wild. Why would you say something like that? That's so pompous. And, and that leads to Jeff and Abed breaking in and be like, don't hire this woman. <laughs> and, and Abed's being like, thank God we've burst into five of these. Jeff says, well, we can't offer you more money or the same amount of money but we can offer you less money and an apology and she says it's not enough maybe if you added more apologies and then uh it's like like a montage of them and then we get an actual apology montage there's a lot happening here fucking rules yeah because at one point like they have props uh like one Oh, Abed yeah. has a plant and Jeff turns around and has a monitor, which I'm pretty sure he's swiped off of the guy's desk. He did barge into four other offices, so maybe he brought the monitor with him. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. <laughs> uh, I don't know where it was on screen, but that's fine. It's, you know, a bag of holding, whatever. So it's a whole apology montage with a song and everything, and it's all in slow motion, and it's it's all like super heartfelt. And it is great. I love. I was. I, I love the final shot of the guy who is interviewing uh-huh. Frankie, like, <laughs> like not like kind of half smiling, picking up the phone and hitting a big red button that says security. Uh-huh. It's very like his the look in his eyes is very funny. I was laughing the entire time. It's such it's a very great. Good. It's such a great apology, uh, apology montage, and then um, Frankie comes back. They're back in the study room. She comes back. She has a slightly decorated binder um it's got a little little fuzzy thing on it she start she's starting to meet the study group a little bit closer to them uh-huh uh and then we get and an odd scene some... where garrett is what peeking the in hell yeah it's what a little that? it's a little weird because garrett's peeking in ominously and there's ominous music and then leonard is off in the background watching garrett watch the study group and then Leonard gives a thumbs up. And I don't know what any of this means. I, you lost me. Community, yeah, I, you do a lot of weird shit. Here's the one where you're just like, I'm just like, what? What is, like, what, what is going on? Legitimately, it looks like, like Garrett hates the study group now. And Leonard mm-hmm. is like staring at him. But then the, the thumb up to the camera is the thing that I can't quite <laughs> figure out. It's uh-huh. just... What the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot a lot going on. Um, and then we get the tag, which we've already talked about. It's great. It's oddly dark oh, yeah, it's because wonderful. because the, the guy's trying to kill himself. And it's a weird like drama called The Butcher and the Baker and, starring Which is Shirley. a great, incredible title. 
it's, so good. It's so good. And then that's the end of the episode. And that's that's it. That's the end of the episode. Our our first foray into Yahoo Screen. Yahoo Screen. And that means that it is time for so I really enjoyed this episode. Um, there are a lot of ways it could have gone very badly because Absolutely. suddenly you're on this weird Yahoo streaming service. Um, everything's a little bit different. You've now lost three of the original seven main characters of your show. Mm-hmm. Um you are having to pull in yet another person to be sort of like the the new character for the season. Um, there are a lot of ways that this could have gone really bad. And yet, this episode is funny as hell, dude. Like, it, it's, it's really good. Like, the number of montages cracked me up. Um the the fact that you know you go into the speakeasy and you get that little bit of like community style thing with yeah. like really riffing on a genre like it looks like a speakeasy everyone's in old timey clothing um it's really great um frankie as a character is awesome uh paget brewster nails it um Absolutely. and um you know she she continues to be great throughout the rest of the season but like Man, just imagine coming in as the 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 person who's who has to be like, well, they lost three of their seven main cast over the last three years, and now it's me. Like, right. and and having to land that plane, right? And uh, and she does it. She nails it, and it's great. And so, like, I'm not gonna say that it's like one of the best community episodes ever, but the fact that they stuck the landing on yahoo screen is incredible to me like yeah this could have been unmitigated garbage but they oh, absolutely they landed it it was great i it's good to have community back love it i'm gonna give it an a because they 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 nailed the landing 100 percent yeah i i don't have much of an argument i do think it like like you said it's it's really incredible to have Paget Brewster come in, have a pretty realized character right out of the right out of the gun to to kind of bounce off of these kind of wild characters and kind of take and I a part of this is also the writers knowing like what a character would would be interesting to bounce off of these other characters. I think it's 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 a it's a really good good job by all of the the writers and Paget and and everybody directing this to kind of like understand where the the funny is between the in this conflict of people uh and these these personalities and i think it's it's really quite good to to land on a you know because this is the one of the first if not the first time a, a show has gone from you know uh regular television to an internet streaming pro- mm-hmm. uh, provider yeah um, uh arrested development did do it uh before um because it did do it okay. in 2013 but yeah that's Got still it. a it's still a very new concept right it's it's not like it it is now where where you know tuca and birdie is moving around and stuff like that um 
but it's 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 really just incredible to have landed it as they did, inc- including all of the money they spent on de aging Leonard, um, which uh-huh. is also very good. But like you know, it, it's still the same community we, I, you know, we we love. I think I think the jokes hit, the montages, the fact that community is like we're doing a speakeasy this week and just because we want to, um, and then like kind of put it, turning it around on it and being like you i'd let you do this is also a very funny thing for community to do. Mm-hmm. i think it's i think you're absolutely right it's very funny it's it's well created and i think we should uh like we have been effusive in our praise for Paget brewster but i think she deserves it i think it's an a absolutely it, it's it's also you it is a table setting episode so it's not one of the kind of like pinnacles of community because you you do have to introduce this new character but i think it's it's really really good Mm -hmm. and you know for the record uh season four of arrested development a very contentious season uh among the fans like i i don't think that um i don't think that arrested development hit the ground running as well as community did sure now granted community didn't have the same multi-year gap that arrested development did sure and arrested development was very plagued by the fact that all of the actors in it became very big names and thus had very (laughs) busy schedules that prohibited a lot of what they would have liked to do um right but it is it is a, a weird thing to kind of contrast the two just because like, you know, a lot of people didn't really care for Arrested Development season four. Um, and it definitely feels off in a lot of ways that even with l- having lost, again, three of the seven main cast over the last right. couple of years, the fact that they managed to hit the ground, uh, hit the ground running and it still feels like a community episode is great like well done yeah i totally agree um but we want to know what you think about season six episode one uh the return of community yahoo Yahoo screen Screen. where it's yahoo screen baby we say fuck now um (laughs) and uh we want to know what you think about that we want to know what you think about little caesar's pizza and about Uh uh-huh gritty and his various proclivities. Gritty's proclivities. Yep. Uh, the ones know. that we definitely did not make up or turn into a joke at a weird uh, open mic. We also want to know if you're going to fart in an elevator or burp during a work uh, presentation. And if you are gritty, please do not sue us. Um, please do we not. Know but all if, these things. But if you do, please show up in court so we can we can apologize to you in, in to your face. I will, I will do an apology face. montage to Gritty if it gets me. Mm-hmm. The, I, I will settle the lawsuit uh-huh. as with an I, apology I montage. To, I, I bet Gritty. I, I bet Gritty would be fine with an apology montage and like uh-huh. I'll I'll like donate a hundred dollars to like uh pro trans charities. Gritty would love that shit. Sure. He'd be uh I he, do love th- like part of me thinks that this montage is gonna include you trying to give the, the judge's gavel to Gritty, and the judge is like give that back I'll, or I'll send you to jail. And then Gritty and I run off through a forest, Benny Hill style, mm. holding the judge's gavel. Um and then, it, it'd be and, great. then it sho- 
And then for whatever reason, you're wearing a binder costume. Uh Uh-huh. Yep, exactly. (laughs) And then we're in the same, we're just back in the same boat. You can let us know all these things and more by tweeting at us on failingwebsite, twitter.com <laughs> at goodgreendale. You can find us on the internet at goodmorninggreendale.com where there is a contact form to uh, send us uh, an email. You can also find us uh, on patreon.com if you think for whatever reason this episode that kept talking about gritty having sex <laughs> with things was worth your money. Yeah. That is patreon.com slash back to Futurama. And uh, we do have a fan club on Facebook put together by one of our great fans, Laura. It is called the Absolutely. League of Jeremy's for reasons I repeatedly forget exactly how we got to that point. Um, but it is called <laughs> the League of Jeremy's. You can join there and talk about the podcast and Futurama and community and Gritty. Le- talk, legitim- t- talk about Legitimately. Gritty. Absolutely. Legitimately, as soon as we leave this podcast, all of the podcast becomes a fever dream to me. So mm-hmm. I don't remember why League of Jeremy's existed, but it does now. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, we'll be back next week to talk about more season six Yahoo Screen era community. Yahoo Screen! Thank you for, for coming with us on this journey. Like we uh, we know that it was rough during the uh what we'll call the the car uh, the the car house times. Uh-huh, um, sure, let's go with back that. And we're <laughs> we're here. We're back, and we we love hearing from you, and we love. We're hoping we're putting a smile on your face, uh, even though we're talking mostly about gritty fornicating with uh, uh, office equipment. So we love you. And uh, until next time, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go print out this sign I made that says it's been zero days since Ben talked about. You're the worst. I'm going to hang that up in my office. And then. um, Uh Uh-huh. Well, the the best part is you never really have to do a sticky situation and put a one on there because it's uh never going to happen. It's true. It's going to be every day I talk about it. We'll see you next time. And until then, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. I I wish wish you you luck. luck.